mic there? Okay, two items before we go back. Oh, Shraggy, you're not ready? Uh, yeah, did you miss that? Okay. Two items before we go back to the grandparents. Uh, first, one Nogea to this week's Parsha. At the end of the Parsha, we have Yaakov Inu running, unfortunately. And we know, as a matter of fact, we know from last week's Parsha, Rashi says the reason why Yishmael is given such a detailed account in terms of his years is just to figure out the gap of the 14 years of Yaakov Inu. And the Gemara learns out from there, our Sugya, that even though Yaakov Inu was punished, which we'll discuss in a moment, on his Madrega, but it still has to be explained, for not being with his parents all those years, all the years he delayed getting married, even though he was sent to do that. I don't have a good answer for the obvious kasha. He wasn't delaying, he was at Sibir Mitzvah, and all the Mephoshim say, yeah, but he didn't have to make an offer for seven years, and then seven years, and then six years. What the number should have been, I have absolutely no clue. And Yaakovino apparently didn't know either. But whatever it was, on his Madrega, he could have known, and he shouldn't have jumped in to offer seven years. Um, think about that, because Nagea to these Parshas, and this is the only shot in the Gemara. The Gemara clearly says the tour is the 14 years he stopped in Yeshiva Shemdeva, which is a Chiddush, because he had been learning for decades and decades and decades and decades in the first place. So Tamash Malan, that the more to learn... Rabbi Yaakov has this famous shot that he Tafka stopped in Shiva Shem Vever because he was leaving and he had to learn Teres Chutzlaris, Teres Agolus, which he gave over to Yasef, who had to know Teres Agolus. Whatever the reason, he wasn't punished for those 14 years. And that's why the whole Cheshpun was given to us. We could figure out that 14 years wasn't counted. The punishment was the Midi King that Yasef was taken away from him for the years that he was missing. Pella number one, which I don't have an explanation for, is what should have been the number. There were two years in Sukkah. Okay, in Sukkah. So we don't know what was going on there either, but something very deep, what the Sukkahs represented in the behemoths and the seasons and the two years, but that was already a delay. And what's harder to explain is the 20 years he spent by Lovan because he was told to come take a wife. And we're sure the Yagamina wouldn't have offered seven years had he thought Lovan would have given her away for a week. So, what was the number? Whatever it was, it was shorter than seven years. It's a lapella. Rabbi Akiva had parents. Um, I don't know. His father's name was Yosef. That I do know. Uh, yeah, he was in yeshiva, though. That's something mutter. He was learning, then teaching. And Yaakovina didn't get punished for that. That's the source of this Gemara and the Machaber Paskins that Talmud Teres Delchikibit of Aim. We explained. Pesachuva says, if you're home, you're learning in town, and you come home for dinner, and your mother asks you to take out the garbage, you can't say, sorry, I want to go learn. If it's a little bit here and there, if it's going to affect the entire limited process by not either not leaving town to go to uh, a Rebbe he feels going to learn better by, or go to a Makam Teira, something like that, there are sometimes good reasons to leave, leave home. Sometimes good reasons not to dorm, depending on the age, depending on the family dynamics. It's a very complicated decision that has to be made in conjunction with the uh, child, the parents, and the Rebbe. 
with that said, it's mutter when required for the progress in Torah. And we learned that from Yaakovinim. And Rabbi Kiva, if his parents were in a different town, he'd have the, certainly the same head to, uh, He was married, and Yaakov was trying to get married, but that's, that's the pillar that I don't understand, is what, what should he have offered? It was something less than seven, seven, and six. The last six years, he was trying to make a panasa. And um, again, that had to be done, what, uh, what the time frame was. We don't know what it could have been. We know that whatever it was, it was too long. The Pella, Gabe Pella, this is something to think about in these parishes, uh, open to suggestions, is whatever the number could have been, I assume it's somewhere between zero and seven years, let's say for the first offer. Let's say the number's three, could have been three. Lovin would have gone for three. When you're negotiating with somebody, you never know what he would have taken. So Lovin had a poker face because that's all he did all day. And you couldn't tell. So let's say the number was three. Then why is Yaakov getting punished for all seven? And then seven, so get punished for the differential. I don't Chazal, uh, I didn't get to the biggest pella yet, that's most no to Asugya, is that Yaakov wasn't even Mukhiv and Kibir because he was a Ben Nayach, and um, part of our, so we'll get back to this, is Ben Nayach, uh, not really according to most Paiskim, Mitzvah, and Kibir Some Paiskim say they are, the Siv says, and he Mitzvah Sichli, it's better than they are, others say it's a hider. The classic case in the Gemara Kedushin is Don Medicina, was a guy. Shai, does that make it a chiv? Okay, what difference does it make? Yaakovino kept Kolotarikulo, Kaitamatera. But that wasn't a chiv. How do you get punished for that? So the answer is that either it's a right to the shittas that are mechiv, or even if they're not, but it's such an important Indian that he should have kept it even as a regular guy, certainly as Yaakovino. And therefore he was punished. But this is a chadushim reform. He got punished for something that it's Pretty clear and current to most person wasn't even a chiv in the first place. <clears throat> and uh, that leads me to the email I received tonight from, I usually say the name unless I think they're mocked, but I shouldn't, Avram uh, Izon, who's a regular contributor listening to Manadi Shirm. He um, actually asked me, he says, and it says the guy in the mitzvah is on the chaver, which he does, and others say it as well. And some of them include Kibbut Aim. So he wants to know why we only have a list of the classic seven. The answer to that is. There are only seven that are echi of misa Adam. There are actually many more than seven. We have uh, mentioned this in Shir, certainly in the Navi Shir and other Shir. They're probably 15, 20 if you add up all the Rishonim. They have less essays, Kalai Behema, uh, can make uh, tangellos and tangerines and uh, other types of Kalai, all sorts of Iserim, but it's not echi of misa Adam. Even Gosha Shavas Chai Misa, Gosha Lamatera Chai Misa, it's echi of misa so the seven are unique that it's a misa the adam, and even the last one of dinim, so as machlekes the mamam and the ramban in parshas vayishvach coming up as well. Uh, why Shem and Levi were allowed to destroy the city of Shechem? The impetus was that they kidnapped their sister and they wanted to take revenge to show that Jewish blood and uh, the nashim are not for the taking, which is a good lesson to learn. Had there not been twelve. Some odd Jews and 15 million going, which is why Yaakov you know, commented that the timing was bad for a different schmooze. Lamaisa, what was the heter to kill them? Well, everybody holds there was a heter. So the Ramban says that uh, they were even Gilead Shikhazam of Razar on a regular basis, as we see in the Rochai Misa anyway. And then the question is uh, is there a tzad, and there certainly is, to say that they didn't practice the mitzvah of Dinim, the seventh mitzvah, because they didn't bring Shechem to justice? And that's Machlokes the Ramban and the Shaila is that's a bitul ase. 
if you're makapkal din, you throw the case. That's kumva say not be makam din. That, that's a, that's an iser. Kumva say meaning you're doing a, doing a, you're doing an iser via dayim. Uh, if they just didn't bring him to justice, that's the shev al tas. Is that a chiv misa? That's the machlekes. They had already an internal takana among the Umas as Rashi says, not to be involved in Gilea Rice, even though this wasn't even technically Gilea Rice. The Xero, the, the Umas Elman posed on themselves, wasn't even Gilea Rice. It was more machmer than what Gilea Rice was. Isn't that interesting? And that's why I say, the Umas Elman already had this uh, gather not to do it. They violated their own Dinah uh, Machosadina, if you call it. And it was also uh, kidnapping as a type of Geneva. Anusa uh, is a later pasuk uh, in Chumash. It's not, not so clear. It's Geneva. It's a, it's a battering assault. A it's uh, a what? Kidnapping is a raidif. You can kill the whole town for a raidif. Kidnapping is a raidif. Um, well, you're all quoting psukim after Matantara, which as from people you should be. I have no time. Huh? Um, we know that it's a potential raidif. She might resist and it might get dangerous. So you say Dina was uh, from. Sadekis and she might resist. Interestingly <clears throat> enough, we don't have record that she did. That's not a tie on her. Why don't we have record that she did? Because she wasn't an Amarasa, as Yaakov just pointed out. She wasn't an Amarasa. It's not Aishazish. So she shouldn't resist. It's not a Chiyamisa. So you'll say she should resist and get herself Chasasham killed for Takana of the Umasailu? So she didn't resist because that was the right thing to do. But it was still a violation and still against her will. So uh, I just can't really call that Geneva. It's um, kidnapping is a later Isra of Geneva, but the Shaila would go and be Muzer in that or not? One Shaila. Uh, they should have taken him to justice. The Chiddush um, over there is that uh, Shechem ben Chamor was the prince. His father was the king of the city state. And most people are reluctant to perform a citizen's arrest on the prince, hence Saudi Arabia. So, although they're trying it now, but that's by another prince. All the shame Shemayim, of course. Isn't amazing how everybody always gets like very from, you know, you know we got to clean up corruption, of course. We wouldn't want any corrupt people, especially in Saudi Arabia. Uh, so, shame Shemayim, you got to get rid of uh, the fact that everybody who happens to be corrupt happens to be a possible adversary, is besides the point. Um, but um, normally people, commoners, don't like starting up with princes, and Shem was a prince. So... The answer is, you got to stand up for what's right, and if you don't, it's a taina, even if he's the prince. If you have one person making a citizen arrest, it's not going to work. If you have the whole town ganging up, it wasn't uh, King Henry VIII, it was a small, it was a town. So uh, perhaps that would have worked, and they didn't do it. So, somebody shall hold the high Misa for that. So, there's a lot to do with the parshas. I would keep it of aim, but Yaakovino, again, his madregas, criticized whether or not it was an actual chiv. That's the chidish over here. Uh, he also asked, why isn't Pruvu listed among the mitzvahs for Gaim? What's the answer? The important, uh, important answer. Uh, Pruvu, you can say, Pruvu, that's not a mitzvah. That's just an Inuit. It's not a mitzvah. It's the first thing mentioned in Chumash. Given to Adamishan, who is a card carrying Ben Nayach, even though he's before Nayach. So, what? Yeah, Nayach got it. Adam got it. That means everybody in between had it and everybody after had it. So, why isn't it uh, in the Zion mitzvahs? The answer is, is that perhaps it would have been. Or it was, it was transferred to the Eden by Matan Tayyar. It's also against Sanhedrin. And we got it, it was taken away from them, and as the Amanifcha, we now have the mitzvah. They don't have a mitzvah of Puruvu anymore. They have a mitzvah of Shevas, according to some of our friends, to generally populate the world. 
So that's fascinating and bears more discussion. It's not in the Zion Mitzvahs, even though Tzomat and Torah, it's a Pesach, or by Odom and Noach. It didn't make it to the list because Lederi Der is not Zion Mitzvahs. So what's the answer? The Pasha's answer is Zion Mitzvahs are only Zion Mitzvahs because Moshe Rabbeinu came down in the Torah and gave over to Klai Yisrael and let the guy know the Zion Mitzvahs. How do I know that? Because the Rambam says that if a guy keeps the Zion Mitzvahs because he thinks it's the moral thing to do and it's the right thing to do, and he figured it out himself. Not because Moshe Rabbeinu brought it down to Teres Moshe. The Rambam says two gears. He doesn't get the schar of the Chassidim Yisraelim. That clearly is not Chassidim Yisraelim. Does he get any schar? Someone in the Rambam, no, I think, yes. And of course, Bochum, I can pay a schar called Beria. The Rambam says, he's not Chassidim Yisraelim. And one gear says, Elam Echachameim. He figured it out. He's a Chacham. And the other gear says, Eina, Afilu, is not even Echachameim. He's not Chassidim Yisraelim unless he keeps it he can't even keep it because his great-great-great-grandfather Noyach said so. Or Adam. He has to keep it because it's part of Teres Moshe. So Maimon Asina is also for God. a fascinating concept. So if that's true, then we understand it's not in the Zion Mitzvahs, even though they had the Tzivoy for a time, because the Zion Mitzvahs now are officially put down as the list from Kabbalah's Torah, even though they had it before, which is uh, a Bichidish, but that's the way it comes out. Okay. So that's Kibbeth of Eimel Gabinah. We're going to get to that when we get to Geirim. Probably in a few months from now. Let's go back to grandparents. We're on page six. If you recall from last week, we were discussing the Machlekes, the Marik, and the Ramon. The Marik held. Technically, is no chiv of grandparents. Again, nice thing to do. Hakaras Atoyev, if they're older 70, over 70, certainly it's a good thing to do. We're talking about technically, is there a chiv, keep it of aim, If he asks you for a glass of water, you have to go to the well, and it takes you a half hour, and you have something important to do, is there a chiv? That example is not that Nagea, but this does come up. Leilainu, uh, there are children raised by their grandparents. I say Leilainu because usually that's not going to be in a perfect scenario. And you have to know Allah Lamaisa with all the Nafkaminas, if all things are equal, of course you makab them. You're nice, they're nice, why not? The question is when it's not so simple, is this a Chiv or a Chumrah? So, Marik says there was no Chiv. He was discussing, if you recall, Kaddish, and he said, somebody saying for a grandparent, is no worse than a stranger or a hired hand, but not that much better. He suggested the hired hand walks in, the mini became, even though children don't really have to give it up, the mini became, we do, Lamar Shalom, only enough foundation to go around. You don't want the guy to wait six months. So he said for a stranger, it's perhaps one quarter, one to four ratio, and for a grandson, it should be one to three. That was Lamar Rick's suggestion. The Ramah now, in the Chubas Ramah, page six, which is what the Ramah says in one sentence in the Ramah, is going to go through the sugya, quote the Marik, and disagree, and hold that there's actually a chiv, keep it up aim. Will that, will that affect the Kaddish? We'll see, but we're interested in focusing mostly is on the keep it up aim aspect. So, page six, Kof Yudches, Nisbakashti. The background here, again, the historical context is so important, not for history. Um, Tanakh's not a history book, the Chuvas are a history book, but to understand what was really going on, and get a flavor for what they were up against, uh, the tshuvas are a very important uh, indication, one of our only rias to the emes of what was really going on. History, I don't know if you ever noticed, but uh, if you're ever reading some history book, you have to first check out very carefully who's writing it. Somehow I've heard that the Russians have a different version of history than the Americans, and the British have a different version of part of history than the Americans also, like around 1776, maybe a little bit earlier from the Boston Tea Party. I didn't look, um, last time I said this, you were in London, you told me something. Uh, 
uh, had the British write up the Boston Tea Party? Well, if I was from England, I'd say there was a nice Shahaya with grand theft and larceny and rebellious lack of a curse, I'll tell you, from some colonists, and they wasted a lot of tea. That's not how the Americans write about it. So you have to be very, very careful what you read. And uh, I had a, uh, one of our Russian sitcom just called me this morning. And um, she called, she didn't get through. Left a message, please call me back, and I got a text. A couple of minutes later, she said that uh, she uh, is going with a friend to the Museum of Natural History, and she's four months pregnant. Should she go? That's a very deep text, and I understood what she meant. So I called her up. I said, if you mean that perhaps you shouldn't subject your fetus to the apicorsis and typhus of hearing all about Tyrannosaurus rex and the whole Hevra, I have news for you. You shouldn't subject yourself to that either. I spoke volumes of text. She said, really? She said, yeah, I was asking because I was about to go. My mother told me, how can you go? You're pregnant. It's amazing. Good, good lady. I mean, she called. Some people wouldn't even know it's a Shiloh. So uh, the answer is we're often more worried about our children and our unborn children than we are about ourselves. So she understood that there's a Shiloh over here. Maybe uh, reading about fear or hearing about it uh, could affect you, even though you know it's nonsense. So I said, you're 100% right. Uh, he or she shouldn't be listening to it, and either should you. So, no, she wasn't asking about that. Is it a cemetery? What, to have humans there also? Sure. In the same building as Mr. Rex? Skulls. Mr. Rex is all artificial, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> but uh, what? They have uh, bodies there and skulls? There's a meaning that uh, they don't go to cemeteries, not also. Yeah, that's not why she was asking. It's just interesting enough. I, I figured it out from the text. I wanted to verify. I said, are you asking because you're worried about the, the kfira? He says, yeah, that's, uh, I, said, I didn't know. My mother told me to ask. It's serious. I said, yeah, it's serious. And why should you subject yourself to it either? Go to the botanical gardens if you're going already. Uh, it's only 25 degrees. What? They, what? Have, they have different places in there. I'm sure there are probably a couple things that are kosher. Yeah. You the, just got to... What? It's a very inaccurate. What's the kfira, though? It's kfira. They're the saying... No, where's the kfira? Oh, the, it's run by um, liberals of various persuasion who are trying to talk you into... A big bang. We again, as I mentioned on Shabbos, we we big bang is fine with us. Hashem said, "Bracious Bar," and there's a big bang. I have no problem with that. But that's not what they mean, and they often talk about the uh, billions of years. We can fit in the billions of years. All these things are not kashas, you know. But they, but to hear it the way they present it is not so poshut. And she caught that for her yet unborn child, which is great. But um, it's interesting how uh, it's a lesson for us is that we should be worried about. About the children, we should also worry about ourselves. The reason I say that is because uh, people are into history and reading history books. You've got to be very careful. There's a lot of dangerous uh, propaganda in there. and you, The only uh, representation of history that you can really believe is the one written by Kosh Baruch Hu in Tanakh and the Chuvas you're reading in the Marik and the Ramah to give you a sense of what's going on because everybody else has an agenda. So I'm pretty important. You've got to be very, very uh, selective. With that background... Listen to this description. I was asked by an elderly gentleman, Muka Elokim. What's Muka Elokim? Muka Elokim is somebody who's uh, smitten, meaning a Baal Yisurim. I wonder what that has to do with the Shaila. Umu'una. Umu'una is probably suffering. An old, sick man. 
Hanikar Basharm, a very famous Choshev individual of the community, he mentions in my name, Kamar Usher Hanikra Anchel. No, Usher Anchel goes back as far as Ramah. No, Anchel, you like that? A special. I didn't, it's, it's, it's interesting it goes back that far. These, it's always interesting to find out where these names develop. And he has a last name here also, which is a Chiddush, Tizinger. So this fellow asked the Ramah, he knew the Ramah personally, it sounds like they lived in the same town or they're friendly. He's alive, but he's sick. And he asked Ramah, either he met him in Shul or he wrote him a letter, and he asked, can my grandson say Kaddish after I leave? Why is he asking that? So now, if you've been here the last few days, you have enough information. He was scared because they don't, didn't let strangers in too quickly, and uh, there were a lot of people saying Kaddish in every Shul, and I was going to say Kaddish. We'll say Kaddish once every six months. He had raised this grandson. Obviously, somebody was nifter in between. And he made sure he learned. So he raised him. And he brought him. And I told him, yes, absolutely. Of course, we didn't get to yet the issue of, well, who's he preempting? And uh, how many Kaddish is he going to get? You understand this when you have the Agdama. So he asked Ramah, can I please have that in writing? He's going to put it in his pocket. He goes from town to town. He travels on business. He walks to a shul and he doesn't want to get thrown out when he starts saying Kaddish. At least he wants to go to the Gaba and says, here, this is in the Ramah. Tell me which slot I have. Smart guy. So he said, whatever the answer is, can I put it in writing? So he nay basi lamalas ritzainos. I'm here to fulfill his wishes. We nay gully mafurisim b'tshuvas marik. He says a very famous tshuvas marik. Shakasa came behedja. Even the marik, who's going to argue on, but even marik, it says it's not only to keep it for the grandparents. Shakasa came behedja. Shiuchaloy merkadoshim kaimoy. Ab makom shar veilam agidan al avim vaaliman. Even though they're saying for parents, yesh lo chelik. Doesn't sound like yet he's he's not stronger than a son, but sounds like. Almost equal footing, or equal footing. Which means you don't go after the old meaning, the new meaning was even less strangers. The Ma'arik says, you give him some chilek. He says, I'd like to suggest that the Ma'arik was coming from a point of treating him like a stranger, because there's no for grandparents. Uh, exaggerated is not a word. He went so far to say, That's the Ma'arik's Shita, which the Ramah quotes in Shulchan Aruch. I don't agree. I hold there is a Chiv Kibbut, not as much as parents. It's the Rashi we saw. Yeser means there is a Chiv for both, but the parents have a bigger Chiv. I think that's a raya against the Marik, and I think you see from Rashi that there is a chiv of covered somewhat. Now he brings it to Usher Anshul's case. He raised him. He raised him. 
Keilu Yeladai. Now, Keilu is a Chaf Ademian. It's interesting. Uh, Shlomo Kluger has a tshuva, and he says that Keilu is like a mixus kim approval. They explained it, that Tzvay didn't approve. There's the Chiv to have the child and the Chiv to raise them to be from. Teach them Torah, Machanachim or her. If you raise them, you didn't have them, you're Mekayim one of the two. So that's a partial Kiyim. So Shaila had to learn the Kiyilu. But the Kiyilu is at least a, a, a strong Dimyan. One of the Psukim was uh, Mesha and Iron. Mesha Rabbeinu taught Iron's children and they're called his children in a way, even though he didn't have them, but he taught them terror. And he had the second aspect, not only did he raise them, but he also hired a Rebbe. The Gemara says that Metzias Rabba and Kfeid Rabba is before, higher than Kfeid Aviv. Now, this is interesting. If the parent pays tuition, which is usually the case, then this din doesn't apply. It does apply. But then the father is also the Rebbe. He has to have the Rebbe. But since the father's hired the Rebbe, see, he has the din of the Rebbe and the father. That's uh, Nafkamin and the din that he's quoting, which he says right now, Kosher came, the Kemar, Shedekul, Isnabe, certainly Asher Anshul, raised him and, he didn't have him, but he raised him and he paid for the Rebbe. Sheben Bita, Yemer, Lov, Kaddish, Kishar, Avelim. And notice, you just put it over here, the case happened to be Ben Bita. Which is the Machlech said before, is that the same as Ben Benoi? Ramah is not making a chilik in the Shuvah and he doesn't make any chilik in Shulchan Aruch. And he holds the Zachiv by both. Now, he says over here, it sounds like he knew she was alive or if she's alive. <coughs> Why wasn't she raising him? So if the mother was alive or the father was alive, he has to check with them. He says, you should make up Shara. Again, he's up against a lot of people and he surely walks into saying Kaddish and their parents and they're going to be upset. He says, I'm willing to go with the compromise of the Marik, even though I disagree with the Marik and I hold that he has more of a say because the grandson is more of a chiv than a stranger. Which was the one third, two third pshara of the Marik. In the particular shul he comes to. And I'm relying on the Ma'arik's Pshara, Rechaim Yishol Mechon Yisrael, Nu'um Moshe Isalus Mikraka. So it's interesting, he argues on the Etzamedin, he holds his Achiv of grandparents, but he agrees that it should be a two-third, one-third split. And today, unless you're in Beis Tefillah or in KJ, it's not going to make enough to mean everybody's saying it together. Mitzvah Shem will continue tomorrow night.